How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of all our favorite fictional universes. I'm Ghost Atto. And I'm Vampire Andrew! And today we're talking... <laughs> I don't think we need to do it. The Thing! All of them. Yeah, we're talking about uh, the thing, the guy. The, <laughs> not, <laughs> the, not the guy. Um, uh, the, the thing. The alien. Uh, the guy. Based on... It's uh, a guy. Based on the uh, the it, novella, John Copper- Carpenter's the thing. That's mostly what we're talking about. Yes, but that that's, that isn't necessarily the topic. Yeah, it's not all of it, but that's why we're doing this. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> we are mostly going to be talking about John Carpenter's 1982 film, The Thing, a remake of the 1950 uh, fifty something. I want to say fifty two, but Maybe. Um, yeah, so, uh, I work at a movie theater. Ooh. Um, uh, a little bit of backstory lore for you wiki uh, Yeah, a, a little bit of, um, uh, character building, uh, <laughs> for you guys there. Um, and, uh, we do this thing called Flashback Cinema, where we'll, like, play movies. You've just completely doxed where you work. Yours is the only place that does Flashback Cinema. It's, it's n- not, we... It's like a part of a thing we do, like in our area, yeah. But now you've doxed me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, we, yeah, we do this thing, the flashback, uh, where we play like, like they have like trailers for it and everything. Our our one building doesn't make the trailers for those. It's like a thing. Um, what are the things for Halloween? <laughs> that really fucking threw me through a goddamn loop. One of the things we're doing uh, for it was the thing. We just played Trick or Treat last year. Great movie. Um, not last year. The last week. <laughs> uh, great movie. Uh, ten, 10 out of 7 stars. Uh, but uh, we played the thing. Um, I haven't watched it for a while. I'm like, oh, I love this movie. I want to watch it. So uh, I asked my good friends, uh, Adam and our friend of the show, Ernesto, to go watch it with me. And we watched the movie, and it got us all up in the thing. Yeah, yeah, we got we got, we got got things in our blood. We're good. <laughs> well, no, we don't got things in our blood. <laughs> we got um, thing fever. But, uh, yeah, so um, one, one great movie, um, one... I guess pretty good for the time movie. Um, one super bland movie and an okay novel. And, no, novella. And a video game. 
I didn't play a video game. Did you play a video game? I watched up about it. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, so yeah, the original novella is from uh, John Campbell Jr. Yeah. Who uh, wrote Who Goes There? In the 30s. I want to say 38. 38? Yeah, from memory. Fuck yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah, I read that, or I listened to that on Audible. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, com- like, as a short story, like, old sci-fi classic, it's, uh, it's not bad. I like it a lot better than a lot of the, it's very in the same vein, but I liked it more than a lot of Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but compared to the movie, uh, not great. (laughs) The movie really takes the core concept and improves on it, uh, in almost every way. And by that he means the 1982 one. Yeah, look, if, if you're confused on which movie is the good one, shut up. (laughs) You know. Well, maybe they have seen none of them. These aren't necessarily popular movies. Yeah, look, I, I don't know why you're listening to our opinion about it, if you haven't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about the main cheese, uh, the John Carpenter's The Thing. Fuck, that shit's good. <laughs> it's a very good film. Um, and uh, perhaps it behooves of me to speak kind of chronologically the original film is very much a a viewing of like mccarthyism communism kind of fears Mm -hmm. similar to the pretty similar movie at the time uh invasion of the body snatchers in that it's a sort of xenophobic cold war era thing going on yeah um but i i think the sort of body horror nature of the original novella and more specifically the 1982 film does it much better i think oh yeah no way way better i think it does that paranoia in a way that that feels raw and naturalistic as opposed Mm -hmm. to kind of weird and forced in a lot of the other aspects yeah no just definitely does um you don't really get that at all in the original movie like there's doesn't really feel to be any of that like paranoia aspect at all really it's kind of just Oh, we found this weird thing. We should kill it. And then there's a bit of a debate on whether you should do something dangerous for the pursuit of knowledge or, like, be safe yeah, and, and leave it alone. And I think, specifically, because I don't know if there's too... I mean, there is some of that in the original book, but the point specifically of Dr. Carraway, what he's getting at, is I think a reflection on... Because he says the line, you know, we split the atom. Mm -hmm. And then snarkily, a a soldier behind him says, and everybody was happy about that. Mm -hmm. So I I think a lot of that film, at least, is a a sort of morality play on, like, science should leave things it doesn't understand alone. It just causes problems. Mm -hmm. Sort of an anti Look, it doesn't go that deep into it, really. That's sort of, like, the idea that they play with a little bit. Like, that's one of the themes, I'd say. Yeah, but it doesn't really get... it doesn't go that in-depth in the exploration of that. It's kind of just like, that guy wants well, to do I that. Know. I would say goes. that is. That's kind of the major conflict. Because actually fighting the creature is barely the conflict. The real conflict is between the military man and the scientist. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's not really all that much of a debate. It's just the one guy saying, oh, we should do this. And everybody else is like, no, you're wrong and stupid. And then like... He's very clearly the bad guy. Right, but those are the point of the, the yeah. characters. I'm talking I'm, about the plot and the theme. Yeah, themes I'm just saying that the themes weren't... Like, while they're there and everything, and it is the main, like, idea behind it and everything, it wasn't really explored all that much. I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, fair enough, I guess. Um, But I, I, and I would say those are better themes on paper than the 1982 one. Because the 1982 one, what really is its theme? What is it trying to say as a piece of art? Besides, this looks really cool, and <laughs> we're good at making it. Yeah, um, they kind of, they're a lot less subtle with it in the book, but it, uh, a lot of it's like the, how like quickly man is to turn on each other. Yeah. Um, it's actually not a part of the book or the movie, um, but there's this short story that I listened to last night after you fell asleep. Um, by uh, Peter Watts, I think it is. Um, and it's called The Things. And it's it, it was actually, like, I would put it on to fall asleep, and then it kind of got me hooked, and I stayed up. It was like an hour or so long, 
I just stayed up and listened to it <laughs> till like five in the morning. And, um, and what is it? Because as you mentioned, I didn't hear it. Yeah, of so it's a short story. Um, it takes play, or well, it kind of jumps around, but it's from the perspective of the alien. Oh, okay. And it does a really good job at making you like it's like a kind of dive into the psychology of the alien and it does a really good job at making like the human psychology seem alien to oh Abe. yeah so this is a concept i i quite enjoy um the idea that the best way to write kind of lovecraftian entities mm-hmm. is from the point of view of animals viewing humans because mm-hmm. to them we must be yeah eldritch creatures yeah and that was like a lot with right this well, that's what i yeah and i like i i thought it was like super interesting too because it made the thing like the alien yeah whatever like the, the thing from another world it, for one it made it it made you look at it in a light that went oh this scene's like when you watch a movie you're like oh fuck that thing's evil but with this it's like and i do believe there is mention in the original there's a lot of dialogue describing it as like pure malevolence and stuff like that yeah in the in the original right uh, novella. novella yeah it's like oh i feel fucking evil energy right right and everything but um in this and it's a sequel to the movie uh, or like a continuation of Of the movie specifically uh, yeah of the movie specifically because it talks about like child okay okay and the situations i was going to ask where does it actually connect because it doesn't sound official this is Um, essentially fan fiction i guess uh, yeah it's very like what do you call it like high very certifiable fan fiction okay. basically like Look, it's got a lot it's by an actual yeah, author the, and, that happens from yeah. time to time literature doesn't really like to talk about it but like just recently there was a retelling of the iliad from a new author and she changes a lot of the point of views and stuff mm-hmm. that's just fan fiction yeah, no, but like because it, she's an established author and she's got an established publishing house yeah that, that's basically yeah. what this is um but yeah i like i was saying it does like a really interesting job at making like people feel like the aliens right. from it because it talks about how like oh it goes from world to world and it does this like really good thing of like it turns everybody into i think it uses the like terminology commune okay. like it makes one cohesive thing gets away uh, gets rid of conflict and it also like adapts creatures better like it improves right and like that's a lot of like the stuff it uses is it has sort of like a genetic memory so like when it gets all free right they it's like panicking and cycling through right they 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 do say that in the movie from memory um Mm -hmm. there's a line pretty early on that it's been to countless worlds yeah assimilated countless creatures and it could become any one of them Mm -hmm. and so when it when it fucks up the human form it's presumably just quickly like i need something now yeah and like it it does this thing like i was talking about how like it goes around it like improves everything and moves on and like uh that with people when it tried to do that with people and it acted upon them with violence like that's when it had to hide like it doesn't hide this isn't something it does it goes absorbs someone changes it and makes it better and then moves on right. but when it, like but they, when when fired back upon yeah, yeah. um it, yeah and it started to hide and like it's like talking about how it like ch- has to change its whole like world view on how it has to like right. do this and everything and i really like how it talks about it cuz like how it talks about people because it's like so confused about names and the individual right. type thing and then like it when it talks about a people or like a person or something it describes it as the world like he said the world is hunting me right right um which it, i suppose would make sense for a creature as far as we're here to understand it is essentially a colony creature mm-hmm. each individual cell is its own individual being yeah like it, uh like the the portuguese man o war say mm-hmm. where it is a collective of organisms all working together to sort of simulate being a larger organism yeah um uh, I... So the the sense of individuality of a human, I think, is probably where a lot of that sort mm-hmm. of alien aspect yeah, no, comes it does. from. And then one thing I really liked uh, about it is where it's kind of a mix between a psychological and a biological sense. Is it when it went throughout worlds, and especially with it, 
it kind of describes how the soul is spread across the body. Right. How it was like every part of the body and everything. But when it found humans, it found them as like empty and soulless. And then it realized that, oh, it's all, all their soul, all their being is stored in this one place. Like this a one tumor. little jelly. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> it called it like a cancer, like a thinking cancer, mm-hmm. basically. And that was super fucked up to it. Right. And well, I like that, that. I'm sure that must be. Because... Because the opposite, well, I think less so, is still quite vile to them. Mm-hmm. The 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 way that McCready says that uh, each piece of it is like alive and then stabs at the blood, he seems disgusted. By yeah, it. no. Um, one thing I do like about this though is it seems like the author really went through because in the movie uh, it, it does a really good job at you don't know who's the thing and yes. when. And because the movie never stops and explains how the thing works, which I like. I appreciate it. I think it does make it scarier, Mm -hmm. but less coherent, we'll say. Um, That he has to sort of, in this book or... He's got to put a lot of... He's got to fill in a lot of blanks, assembly. And I like how he kind of made it work where... um, And you were talking about how this might have been the case for one of them, uh, too, or for, like... I, I forget who you were talking about, uh, but specifically. Norris, yeah. I'll, I'll get into where, it after your Yeah, point. where it, once it absorbs them, like, so it kind of infects them, and then they don't know they're infected until it gets enough control. Then they get, like, mm. a moment of realization right before, before like, the switch is pulled, right. basically. So, like, in this, it got, like, childs from, like, really early on, and then the same thing with, like, Blair and everything. Um, and then, like, it kind of does a bit of, like, Oh, fixing uh, some well, like things as, as it is yeah. fan fiction. The um, nature of it, I suppose. Where like there's like that scene where Blair at the beginning has that like super advanced simulation, yeah, thing, like right from the get. Where it kind of it, it's like oh I, at that point it already infected Blair and it subconsciously dropped these like fake breadcrumbs throughout to like kind of lead them on tracks that they wanted so like it kind of set up like oh you need to be this scared about it Uh, like and gave him like basically set up those simulations but i like that um when it was like talking about uh when it infected someone even it didn't know like because they didn't know they were infected it didn't know which ones were until like after the fact when it kind of right when you could see and all that knowledge right okay type thing because, yeah, like like you said, uh, I read an article that was interviewing uh, John Carpenter and then, I forget his name now, but the actor who played Norris at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Norris is quoted as saying that he played his character in the scene as though his character suspected he might be the thing, mm-hmm. but didn't know. That's why when, they're, when they offer him the gun towards the beginning and is like, you can take the gun, you can be in charge, call the shots... And he's like, I don't think I'm up for it. He says that's because he thought he might be the thing. Yeah, that's all right. Um, and in fact, uh, so like w- the point being there, he didn't know he was the thing until he has his heart attack. Mm-hmm. And then the thing defends itself and they try to defibrillate it. Yeah. That's that, when he finds out. Yeah, that's that's sort of what this like mm-hmm. implies in the thing too. And he has a heart attack because the thing... When it replicates it, it repli- replicated the detective exactly heart right, even and though he too. had a bad heart. Mm-hmm. And then in this, it said that uh, uh, oh, who was the one with the defibrillator? Oh, uh, Do- uh, Doc Copper. Yeah, Copper. Both both of them were the thing at oh. that moment. And then like uh, Copper, it realized what was about to happen because like it, once that it sort of. When he died, when he had, like, the heart attack, it sort of got, like, cut off from the rest of the things. So it kind of, like, it, it like, attacked out mm-hmm. and everything. And he realized what that was, like, that was about to happen. And, like, so as he drops down, he's like, oh, shit. So when it, like, cuts it down detaches on him, he, his arms. he has to, like, uh. yeah, rip it off and, like, act like... He's, he's talked about how he had to play the part and mm-hmm. everything. That's weird. Not... It's a cool I, idea. I'm doing a bad job at it. No, I, I, I figure. But, like, it's weird for me because the very next scene, they specifically say copper is not a thing. They mm-hmm. test his blood. Oh, yeah. That was a thing, too, in the blood. Um, that it, like, the thing realized, like, he did this test. And then he, like, it was sort of talking about how the test is 
flawed like that because there was no there's no soul in the blood that like it wasn't fully the longer you were the thing the more like it Mm. you became more thing like so a lot of that blood was just still just human blood without like the soul spread out because the soul's still in the head or whatever Mm -hmm. so like a lot of it didn't react till they got to somebody who was a thing long enough for it to react but in that the thing's like it was like talking about how it was flawed and everything and he's like oh i let them like believe this was like how it would work so i could still get around them and everything which um it's it's got a lot of details in it that i really liked uh there's a couple things that i was like uh i don't know if that yeah i, I think played it. i think because like i like established i didn't actually hear this so i'm just going off what you mm-hmm. said but i think the idea of making it canon well, not canon but specifying that child was a thing steps on the the purposeful yeah, ambiguity no, that, of the ending that's all right it i think um in a few cases it makes some things make more sense when you're like oh that was childs who had that opportunity right, to right. do with like stuff like with like blair and everything when he because he was alone when they went out looking and stuff um but yeah i do really like the ending yeah on whether you know you don't know, you don't know child child's or, or even mccready could a be thing. a thing um, I, I quite i agree I, I, I like that a lot and i think specifying really in mm-hmm. any way like even if he had been very specific child's is not the thing i still think that's not good yeah, either no. um speaking of uh they do i guess we can talk about the 2011 thing reboot mm-hmm. slash prequel where uh they also give some pretty heavy implication that child's wasn't the thing in that uh the big the big change there one it's the norwegians if you're not aware it's the the beginning of thing when they go there that explains what happens but they the way they do test for the thing is they look for non-organic material that the thing couldn't replicate Mm -hmm. fillings piercings stuff of that nature and child still has his earring at the end of the movie yeah but i think you said that at the end of that well but the one who's a dog wouldn't know that because it yeah. learns from what they tell it, but the one that actually gets away as a dog wasn't there for any of that. He wouldn't know that. Yeah, I guess that's fair. W- what he's saying is, and this was, we just had a little silent yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, yeah, in the at the end of the movie, like spoiler once, alerts, I guess. Yeah, for the 2011, also the thing. Um, at the end of the movie, uh, the I forget the girl's name. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't Huntress? remember any. Like everybody in the original one, uh, like it has like such a defined name. Yeah, like, and I I don't remember. Ev- faces is better, but names I don't get. Everybody I know yeah. kind of the main ones. Um, but uh, the 2011 just doesn't have no, that. No, the only name I can pull out of there is Lars. And he's yeah. the the Norwegian from the beginning of the thing. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like a bit where she's like, "Oh, I knew you were human because I saw your earring," and then like it came back in or whatever, uh, and his earring was like on the wrong ear or whatever. Yeah. So like it knew to put the earring back. Right. In, which maybe in the movie, I know it's because it's a reboot and it doesn't mesh well. Like they yeah. didn't think of everything. But maybe in universe, ooh, the name oh, of the show. Uh, they that the thing had a chance to learn that for itself. That yeah, that's the case. potentially. Because like in the 2011 movie, it takes place right before. And how many people have feelings? Like almost half oh, of them. Oh yeah, and like tons of them have. Like I, I I thought about it after watching the 2011 one. A bunch of them have piercings. Like Copper's got a nose ring. Mm-hmm. So like. So yeah, uh, like maybe the thing had a chance to learn that that's the case, and it's like because in in the 2011 one, it's not really that all that smart. It's way well, more animalistic. That's I, and I think that's the implication in that it tried the animalistic approach and it kind of lost. Yeah, no, so that's that's one thing that the things book, does the things yeah kind of explains is like oh I. I tried to do it this way, and then I learned I need to hide. Mm-hmm. When was this book written? It's close. I think it was like just before the, the 2011. Okay, yeah. that that is what I wanted to. I was mm-hmm. wondering if perhaps it was based at least partially on knowledge from the 2011 one or not. It, it might be. It talks about 
the Norwegian camp a lot. I don't remember if it brings up anything specific right. from that movie. Because specific, I mean, not specifically. Presumably, that's where it learned that violence was going to be the approach. Because the Norwegians attacked it before mm-hmm. McCready and the Americans ever got the chance. Mm-hmm. So it would have to talk about that at least partially. I, yeah. I would assume. But yeah, maybe the thing got off on its own. If it didn't know that, like, it had the. 80s movie, 70s movie, or whatever, it has a, it does a really good thing where it leaves a lot of characters off screen a lot of the time. Yeah. So you don't know. So, but that also gives the like the point is to give the theme time off screen. So like you don't know yeah, what you, it's doing. The, the entire point is the paranoia and not knowing who or who yeah. is not the thing. So we don't know what the thing is learning or right. how it's like evolving. Because like, um, what is it? It, it's speci- it specified that becoming the thing ruins your clothes. Mm-hmm. And Childs comes in with the same clothes he's been wearing since the first time they went outside. Mm-hmm. So like that also insinuates that it's probably not him kind of stuff. But like... But yeah, if it learned... Especially if it learned that they learned it ruins a clothes. Exactly. It could be a lot more careful with how it does it. Like, at the end of the movie, when it, when shoves it walks its hand up and into, shoves yeah, the exactly. hand. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. Which, um, yeah, it's probably time to go back to the original thing and talk about just, like, as a movie, as opposed to, we're doing a lot of in-universe talking, let's talk some of the outs. Oh, the yeah. movie fucking rules. The oh, practical yeah. effects are so okay. cool. Okay, I'll, I'll give, I'll, I'll say something. So just before we watch this, we watched the movie that came out with <laughs> Smile. Yeah. Um, and we watched that movie. Um, me and Adam thought it was okay. Uh, a lot of people I know said it was like super scary and shit. Yeah. I wasn't really I, I wasn't. And, and uh, I think we mentioned this in the Spooky Hour episode. I am very easy to jump scare. Oh, yeah. Like, I am exceptionally unjumpy. Um, this movie got me once. Yeah. I watched trick-or-treat like i just mentioned i've seen that movie like four times before and i was still jumping at like the jump scares <laughs> i knew were coming and like it still got me nothing in smile got me yeah and all of the tension and whatever dread or anything there was at all in the movie by the end of it all gone. yeah because like it, uh, we sound quite negative it was just okay it wasn't like the worst movie i've ever seen yeah there was some genuinely decent I, I like some of the like more when it's playing with the more psychological stuff than the quote-unquote scary stuff. right right um, um but, but the, yeah. the effects in particular i think held it down quite a bit mm-hmm. even in a lot of the the dream sequences of yeah. like Everything looked so fake that I I could never get invested in any of the actual psychological horror. But, um, yeah, we watched that. We came out. We were like, oh, that was just okay. Um, One of my biggest issues was the sound design in that movie really (coughs) sucked. Like it just very got much so loud and obnoxious for kind of no reason, and, and, and the the sound cues didn't line up really at all with mm-hmm. the things we would be seeing. But anyways, that's a smile episode. Uh, but we went and we watched that, and we're like, "Yeah, that was fine." Yeah, we were like, our, that... "Our friend Ernesto was real into it." He was quite positive. Um, we were mixed, but I would say as soon as we walked out, more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. Until we watched the thing, yeah, and then we watched the thing, and it's like, oh man, that movie kind of sucked. Huh? Yeah, because I was talking to Ernesto about it, and I was like, man, that's how you could really tell how making a good movie monster versus a bad one. Throughout the smile, uh, throughout like the whole thing, I was like, you could just do like all this stuff to get away. Like even like I know it's easier said than done, but if you go by yourself and kill yourself by yourself, you just end it there. Yeah, and um, like her plan was to just go and hide by herself for like a long ass time because she, I guess, assumed that it would serve no purpose for yeah. it to kill it. But also, the movie the movie gets around clever ideas like that by just having it really unreliably when you're really in the dream realm mm-hmm. or in real life like when you do something clever it's like but that was in the dream yeah but but it's, it, it's the movie feels like you could do so much to get around it where when we're watching the thing every time you think like the characters think of something or you think of something to get around it the thing's so fucking like it's a pretty clever it's not like omniscient no, or anything, uh, but it's just really clever and it gets around and you're like fuck this thing's so smart yeah, I, I think it's it's an, an explicit almost theme in that that's what the chess robot represents at the mm-hmm. beginning something that isn't human that is better at you know intelligence chess is supposedly an intelligence game 
that McCready beats by just cheating. Yeah. And I think that's one of the major that's one of the major themes and mm-hmm. like yeah, the thing is Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Smarter than them, but they're wily enough that they might be able to succeed. Yeah. Or um, if you want to take the message from uh, the book, um, humans, humans are, just, are great, man. Humans are just more violent and they're badass for it. Yeah, triumph of the human will. Yeah, they'll just fucking... They think you're a monster, they'll rip you apart with your bare hands, and God bless America for that fact. <laughs> um, just straight. <laughs> there's this whole sequence. So it's the test sequence in where they're testing the blood and everything. And like they there's a lot more people in the book in the camp than there is in the movie. And by the book, I think uh, the, no- novella. the novella, yeah. Um and uh so like when they do the test like there's like 30 of them and about half of them like i think like 14 are things and like they just the rest of the people just start ripping the things apart like with their bare hands limb (laughs) from limb and mccready's just right there watching it and he's like god God damn damn this i you gotta love the human spirit (laughs) we'll fucking (laughs) eviscerate anybody who's the slightest (laughs) threat to us you do have to appreciate that, I guess. Yeah, look, um, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, one, one theme that I quite like about the '82 movie is, um, the monster is the main threat, but there is a sort of subtler kind of menace in the cold itself, Antarctica as a as a being, mm-hmm. white death. It's I, so I think what they describe in the book. In the, that's one thing that the prequel didn't get. I mean, I guess it's you could be argue, you could argue that it goes for the opposite approach right. that like you're in basically a vast empty ocean and there's nowhere to go. Um which I I could see it's scary I don't in think its it, own way, I don't but... think it fits for what the thing needs yeah. to do. But in the John Carpenter one, it's so claustrophobic, man. It, anytime they go outside, it is beating down. Right, snow. right. You can't see shit around. And, and there's there's so much talk of like, like, for lack of a better phrase, uh, the monster might kill us. Mm-hmm. The snow will yeah, kill us. Yeah, no, it's it it's so good. Uh, it, it's a it's a great kind of elemental force that mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate. I, I think it's quite 
quite interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we could talk about the 2002 video game for the PS2. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, so that, that one takes place directly after the end of the 1982 mm-hmm. film, where uh, neither of them are things. Yeah, uh, and that sort of there was like a some sequel comics where yes. that's also the case. Um, where uh, the military comes in and basically grab McCready to like learn about the thing from him, and then they send in what are essentially like SWAT guys or, or Navy SEALs to go into another facility where there are things again. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's weird. Uh, and there's there's a lot of talk of. Because, like, you're, you're the player character, but you have, like, a name. You are, a char- like, a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got a bunch of NPCs who you just know are going to die and become things. And you're the only one who's not. Mm-hmm. And they specifically, they have a doctor who uh, I, I know is voiced by, I, I didn't see, he might even look like John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, who, like, tests your blood and is like, wow, you're resistant to thingism. And it's just like, wow, lucky they picked me for this mission, yeah, look, I guess. Um, I know I would be, so... No, I'm immune. Yeah, no. If, if, He's if resistant, ever, but I'm immune. If we're ever in a thing situation, um, I'm not going to be the thing. So. Uh, I, you can, I'll just pinky promise, I'm not the thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm, guys, I'm not the thing. <laughs> I'm pretty... I'm, I'm almost certain. Uh, I'm nigh certain, I'll say. Um, but yeah, I, I, the video game does a, a thing that I think is a problem with a lot of video games based on kind of horror mm-hmm. stuff. It happens in some of the Alien games, or there's that one Predator one, it which I think is less so. two action. Yes. For, yeah. Because you can fight back, because of the nature of video games, you kind of have to be able to fight back, even in small ways. Mm-hmm. It greatly diminishes yeah, the, no, the monster That's character. why uh, we were talking about this after the movie. Um, I was surprised that the thing isn't like a bigger franchise like an IP like um, Alien or Predator, right, or right, right. And then we discovered people hated it. Like, yeah, until, it like, was a, pretty recently. Yeah, well, I, recently, recently for a relative yeah time frame, so, but, like early two thousand. Like it's been hated for almost as long as it's been. It's been loved. Like, yeah, for whatever reason, when it first came out. Everyone hated it. Yeah, it almost ruined John Carpenter's career yeah, for which is while. insane to me. Yeah, I think it's, I think it was ahead of its time. Yes, um, uh, I think uh, especially more at the time it was kind of before a lot of the slasher horror. Um, the gore in it, I could really see being hard to watch. I, I can see that back then because um, the body horror. It is. It is a lot. It's. It's fucking great, but there um, are some of the ways that the the thing, pro, the prosthetics move. Mm-hmm. That still, when I watched it recently with you, bothered my brain. Oh yeah, no, because I I um, knew it was pra- practical effects, mm-hmm. but it still moved in an unnatural it's because way. Because it's practical effects that it can and it's do that, right? Where it's not a guy moving or anything. It's like they have to kind of unnaturally move it, and right. it gives it, it gives it such a great effect. Yeah. Um, growing up, uh, I had nightmares of the dog scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as then, a kid, the, the Norris stomach Yeah, that one, that one really that one messed got with me. me too. But, um, the dog one really got to me. And, like, we were in the theater and everything, and I had to go to the bathroom. And, like, I knew what was coming up. I'm like, well, this moment's seared into my brain, like, forever. <laughs> it's okay if I so miss this I think bit. I can miss this and be totally fine yeah i got up and took a piss during the dog scene and then i came back and it was ending and i like saw the tail end of it which is some of the worst parts i'm like yeah that's what that looked like (laughs) i remember um uh yeah the the effects the the cronenberg effects on this movie are just out of this world yeah like there are other cronenberg films with great effects uh videodrome is one i really like it does a lot with sort of combining the technological with the biological in a mm-hmm. gross way that I think is cool. But n- it never looks as real as it does in John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, no. I, it it looks, looks so real. out of this world. But, um, yeah, I was saying, I, I was wondering why this wasn't a bigger IP, and it's because people hated it and everything. But um, I, I was like, I'm, I'm surprised there aren't like a million sequels. No, of this. yeah, because it seems you could take this formula anywhere, any isolated put it, area, yeah, put it on a boat in the middle of a jungle, in the desert, in the desert, yeah. Um, and then like, I would like to, I don't want the original to be affected 
in any way. Make it an actual sequel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Make it a sequel or even a, a reboot prequel or, or a reboot or. Uh, but there's this creature they made is so interesting that I'm like, man, I would love to see like a, basically a post-apocalypse. Right. Of this thing has taken over and there's only a few people left, and it's. It's way more likely for someone to be a thing than oh, not. Yeah, yeah. And I, then you have the difference between... Because in the movie, and I'm not sure this is the case, um, especially with the prequel, it made it seem like once it turned into a monster, it couldn't turn back until it absorbed someone else. Right. In the prequel, they, they do seem to suggest that once it becomes a monster, it can't turn back. That's why it makes another one within mm-hmm. itself. Um, which, if you use that idea, that would be really interesting, too. Because, like, you would have the things that look like people that don't want to give that up yet. Right. So you got to deal with that. But also, there's just straight-up monsters, monsters, like, outside you have to deal with. It, it, it's just such an interesting creature, like, right, right. antagonist they've made. And, and I think especially, say, in, like, a post-apocalypse, like you were saying... It heightens the things that are already present there in mm-hmm. that in a post-apocalypse, in most of them, especially the ones with monsters, monsters are a problem, but also any person you meet oh, is yeah. also a danger. Yeah, and so you have, there. there's a thing in this that it kind of touches on in the uh, original novella where um, I think they find a body. I was kind of, I, I put this on at night, so I was kind of dozing off um, when I was listening to it and whatnot. But it, I, I think they find a body that was just killed by someone. Mm. So they're like, we're dealing with men, murders, and monsters. Right, exactly. And, and yeah, I think in a post-apocalyptic scenario where that's already kind of the problem, mm-hmm. it's the it's, fusion yeah, of those would it, be so great. It would just heighten the fear factor. Yeah, there's just so much you could do with this thing. But that, but they won't because uh, the it's actually, I was looking into it, a kind of a grand tradition of people hating the the thing when it comes out the the 50s one was not popular at the time it it sort of created a lot of the the lumbering slasher monster archetype that mm-hmm. would later like it's John Carpenter has gone on record and saying it inspired him in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like that's where a lot of like Jason comes from or uh Michael Myers those Michael those, Myers, those yeah. well him specifically is Michael mm-hmm. but I meant that archetype yeah, of yeah, the big yeah. tough slow monster guy mm-hmm. that comes from the thing from another world yeah like the frankenstein um, right basically. right and that wasn't that popular at the time because they were ahead of their time mm-hmm. um and so there are a lot of people who were like this is the worst movie i've ever seen um yeah look uh that seems to be a tradition i don't know if that's the case with the prequel because we gave it some time it wasn't the worst movie like people when we've heard about it people absolutely hated this and it does a couple of things i like um but as a theme movie i I don't think it hit really no enough and I will say uh, I, I'm I'm fine with the I'm glad they make it different enough without a carbon copy. Um, the CGI in it. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the the company that made it, the production company, wanted to do fully practical effects mm-hmm. with maybe some CGI touch-ups here and there, but the studio said that that would cost too much money. So to just use CGI for the most part, mm-hmm. and you can see that there are scenes in the prequel. Where, like, there's the insectoid form they pull out of the ice. Yeah. That's a practical mm-hmm. effect, and it looks really good. Yeah, no, it does. There are a few others here and there, but I think it's it's a real handicap that was placed on them and made a lot of the people working on the film really disheartened. They were, mm-hmm. like, they were like excited yeah. to do this, and then when they were told, well, eat shit, I guess, they were like, all right, well, we'll do what we can, but... Yeah, and look, the, the, the John Carpenter's movie... Um, it, a lot of not all of it uh, like because as a movie itself it's just a really good movie but a lot of the magic comes from those from those effects, effects right and and they're so magical that they cover up otherwise pretty bland action because like the the actual movement is cool but like every single thing barring the head is stationary it yeah it's kind of just like growing out and freaking right, out right right kind of jittering around and they, they where, take care of them pretty easily yeah we're in the prequel it's like charging at yeah. people ripping through doors and shit um which like i guess that is more threatening like it that be that thing would 
kill you easier, but it's far less frightening. Yeah, I, it's I, kind of more of scary, like a tiger or a bear. I was is just scary. gonna say we. I think we said almost the exact same thing word for word when we were talking to Jackson Bailey about the Conjuring universe, mm-hmm. uh, where when it's a full on demon that could like claw at you, yeah. we're less afraid because that might as well be a lion. Yeah, I'm still afraid, but I understand it. Um, where maybe the one part where in the prequel where I was like, oh, that's fucked up. I hate that is where they did the face fusion yes. bit. Um, or, where we get the origin of yeah, the two faced thing. thing. Uh, because that was fucked up. Like it, there's people gain their fucking appendix, rip it out and <laughs> same guy. in the chest. Oh yeah. Same guy. And like, I was like, yeah, okay. Th- that's just me. Dead. Yeah. Like that's fine. And then I watched this guy's face like squeeze up against the other face for one it like looks like lovingly when it does it like the face is screaming yeah but it looks like it wants to make out with it yeah but the way it like rubs up against him seems like it seems too close yeah it seems it seems gross um Um, and it reminds me it's not as good but it reminds me a lot of that scene at the end of the 82 film where he sticks his hand and his fingers fuse with his mouth so he can't scream yeah it's very similar, I think, in idea, mm-hmm. but not because it's CGI. It's not executed as yeah, well. No. But it's still perhaps the most disturbing yeah, part of th- that film. throughout the whole thing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that that was like the one time where I was like, "Oh, this is fucked up." Um, anything else? Never no. Really yeah, happened. I don't think it really at any point was all that scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll probably do it. For the thing, I think. Um, yeah, um, I there's like stuff about it, like there are comics um, and yeah, there's a comics which uh, like kind of are sequels to it, where uh, both Childs and McCready aren't the thing. They show up like a boat goes, the yeah. thing spreads from like becoming a seal and then like a school of seals and stuff. Those are alright. Um, but like we said, anything that confirms whether or not McCready yeah, I think kind of kind of steps on that, and makes steps it less on it, good. Make it a really strong ending, which I would say the ending of the last one. The it, I would say the after credits ending is pretty strong. Where if you didn't catch up, and I don't know if this was like a twist thing that it was supposed to be. I just kind of always knew yeah, that this was I, the case. I don't know, but it was like. It kind of like was like a oh shit they're the Norwegian what, camp. What before. what I what I think is said is that it's not a twist that they are the Norwegian camp. It's a twist that this reboot is in the exact same. It's not a reboot. It's a prequel. Yeah, that's, that's the twist. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, that ending I will say if that's like a big twist, everything that's that pretty is good. Strong. It, it, that is quite good. Um, right before it, where they go into the big alien ship and it's <laughs> yeah. about to take off. Weakest point. Uh, and there's the things like all freaky, but it's still got the same guy's face. Um, and then there's like this big action to tuck a grenade in it. That was all really lame. Don't explore the technology of the thing. That's always when it's like the weakest. Like, yeah, even in the '82 one, when you go into the Blair's tunnel and there's like that tiny little go kart. Yeah, chip, it's that pulls me out. I think it's pretty weak. Like we, you, we saw that it does use technology, or at least it came here through technology. I like because there's a very thing. There's like a thing where you don't know if um, the ship it came in. Is its ship or it attacked. a ship that was also plagued by a yeah, thing? Yeah, like it's a different species ship, and then they came across right, it. Right, right. In in the Carpenter version, that's ambiguous. It originally wasn't going to be. They were originally going to make a scene showing the thing's original form, and it was its ship. Mm-hmm. But they cut it, and they were like, "We'll keep it ambiguous." Yeah, I like it. I kind of because I, I like the idea where. That's not its ship right. better. I, I think that is better. Um, but I like that it's ambiguous mm. more. That I, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, when you explore the thing's and technology... gravity backpack. Yeah, and like a... in the novella, they... That's what I'll say about that, too. It's such a weak ending, comparatively, from the novella to the movie. The movie, it's such a great ending. You get left with so many questions in all the best ways. In the book, so they do the test, they kill all the things, then they go, oh, we need to check on Blair. So they go out to find Blair. They find Blair in a monster form, 
building basically a mini sun, like a mini blue sun, and then it had like fixing an anti-gravity backpack. They kill him, and they're like, "Oh, if we were thirty minutes later, humanity would be fucked, but we're good now." And that's sort of where it ends. And it, for one, it working on an anti-gravity backpack is and fucking mini sun or whatever. It's dumb. It's pretty lame. It takes a lot of the intrigue out of it. Um, same thing with the prequel when they go onto its ship and it's this big round Sandler's ship with pixels fucking, inside. Yeah, got weird pixel tech and vents on the top of the ship and everything. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I, I didn't really think about it until you brought it up. Yeah, the vents slide open. She falls in to the direct interior of the spaceship. I, I don't. That just exposes the spaceship to the void of space. Why would that you seems do like that? A bad spaceship. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. The, the thing is that it's best when it's biological. Mm-hmm. When it, when you start bringing in alien technology to the thing, and that's not to say all alien technology stories no, are bad. No, no. But because, I think with the thing in yeah, particular. Yeah, it's a very biological threat. Right. And that's, and that's what makes it so interesting. That's interesting. And it's novel. We mm-hmm. got plenty of alien technology and scares. not only is it like a biological threat, it's also a psychological threat with... Oh, this scene's gonna become everything I am. Right, and everything. right. It's like a worrisome thing. But when you add, oh, it's also got way more advanced tech right. than we'll ever have. Clashing the the organic with the artificial doesn't work. Yeah, here, I, I, think. I, I, I think leaving it at the ambiguous, this is an alien. It came from a ship. Right, is all you need. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I would I mean, agree completely. Even if you don't, it, it, even if you don't. I don't think you necessarily even need that is what I'm trying to say. Like if you had a meteor crash and it Yeah, or or, or just know or yeah. like they don't know where they it just came find from. it in the ice and, and they're like, like Is it alien? Is it prehistoric? Is it a is fucking it, demon? Yeah, is, it, is it yeah. Um that, even that the more ambiguity you can get with the thing, honestly, probably the better. Yeah. It, if it's if just, you're out there writing like, thing fanfic. I really like I wanna see more of this universe. But I don't want to... I don't need to see answers yeah. from this universe. I, I do like when, um, like, in the things, like, when it's explored in different ways, and it sort of gives some details Implications, I yeah. would say. But but what I don't need is an alien versus predator and the thing kind of yeah. thing. Where, where they're like, yeah, this is the thing culture. Yeah. And they, they, they worship the thing god. And mm-hmm. I don't need any of that. I don't yeah, think any I, of that I, helps. I don't, I don't need that. That the exploration of the things psych like psychology right. I really enjoy or or even its biology or, would yeah, be cool even its biology but I, I don't need a, an exploration of its culture its technology mm-hmm. its its yeah, its religion exactly. I don't need any of this um, and uh, now that the thing has sort of had a bit of a resurgence not much yeah it kind of it kind of sparked up around two thousand ten yes. ish. Where I think that's where this came out. That's where the game yes. came out. That's where the prequel came out. And then I think the prequel kind of soured everybody yeah. on it. So here's hoping that now that it's been another 11 years, perhaps we'll get another reboot. I I, I would prefer not a reboot or like a like a soft reboot like we get nowadays, like 2018's uh, Halloween or something like that. Yeah, I'm fine. Well, kind of like how the prequel was. Yes. Um, if. I'm fine with the full reboot because if you could take the concepts and ideas and use them in an interesting way um, without having to worry about it tainting right. like the original, I would like that a lot. Um, or if you can do the same thing with like a sequel or another prequel that or something, just something I just, would just like more things that can pull it off that do the thing. Yeah, one thing. One movie that kept popping into mind when we talk about sort of where, where you could take the thing is the Kristen Stewart movie Underwater, which does a oh, similar thing yeah. but with Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. If that movie had instead been a secret thing reboot, mm-hmm. I think that would have been much better. Yeah. I think that would have been really cool. That, that could have been cool. A lot of the, you would have needed to change a lot of the actual like No, it'd be, a, it'd be a completely different whatnot, movie, but really. Yeah. But but, but even the theme in a submarine, right, or whatever, right, or right. underwater station. I think that would be cool. And I like that they un- underwater kept that it was Cthulhu as kind of a secret kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So doing that same thing, but with the thing, I think would have been even more interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Um, 
I would really love to see more of like an actual novel of this sort of thing because the original novella is begging for it. Yeah. Throughout, like, because the pacing in that is super off. It's like a bit longer than the movie, but it feels so much faster because it feels like you take like some of the beats from the movie and rush to them. Yeah. Um, they have to they have to rush through a lot of the beats that just don't work in that medium. Mm-hmm. And having like because that's like a big thing is like kind of survival or like you're stuck in a cabin or something. Right, There's a lot right. of novels and stuff out there um, like that. So I would love for a novel like this because they recently uh, had a thing. I think it was like in 2019 where they found the like some of the original drafts oh, of who yes, goes yeah. there. Um, and they kind of extended it into a... Uh, Frozen Hell. Yeah, I think this one they call a novel, even though it's kind of just like yeah, doubled. Uh, from what I saw, it was, what, 45 extra pages? Um, yeah, I, I think it goes from... The audio version of it goes from two and a half hours to about 350. Yeah. Um, and, like, I was going to get that and listen to that, but... A lot of the things I saw was people going, well, this was a whole bunch of unnecessary preamble. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, if you took that and you basically did a reboot of the movie as, like, a book, or maybe there's even a novelization of the book out there. There is. uh, And I've heard it it adds weird details, but it's pretty good. Yeah. um, I I think that sort of thing... Might appeal to you quite a bit. Yeah. I think this... This story, this formula would work really good. As it has a video game for your phone called Among Us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. Uh, but in in like the printed media, like reading, mm-hmm. like a book or something. Um, because like the two things versions of that I I've gone through the things and the novella, they're pretty good. Um, and like the original one, when there's just a better version out there, it's kind of easy to be yeah. harsh on it. But on its own, it's pretty. Yeah, good. look, uh, I love books. I love the act of reading. Mm-hmm. It's like basically my whole life at this point. So <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna complain if there's more of it. Yeah, no. Um, but I, I think that's about it. Yeah, that'll cover uh, the thing, I believe. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And uh, that's the, the thing. Here's the, the thing. thing. If you have uh, a pitch for where you would want to see the thing, uh, you can let us know. Uh, I would actually be pretty interested in seeing some of the other ideas for, like, isolated areas. I would do um, the thing, but also there's a vampire around. Um, (laughs) But he's made of plants, and he sucks blood that way. um, Well, no, I would do... That's my other one, the thing versus the thing, Mm -hmm. where you take um, plant thing versus... Gross meat thing, thing, meat flesh thing, versus Ben Grimm fight. thing, versus better ben, known as rock yeah. thing. So it's rock plants, meat. rocks, meat. Um, I think rock wins. Animal, vegetable, mineral. Animal, vegetable, mineral thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you have a, a cool idea for that, you can let us know at our email at the atomic email gmail dot com or our social medias like our Instagram at atomic android twenty twenty or our Twitter at atomic androids. Um, and I, I think that'll about do it for... Oh, yeah, we didn't mention this is probably our Halloween episode. Yeah, that's why is, we started That's why we were spooky, spooky that's but why we I was also a ghost. did that on that other episode we did. I don't remember what it was about. Werewolf by Night. Oh, Werewolf by Night. Fuck yeah. Oh, that ruled. Uh, that, that did rule. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, hol- happy yeah, Halloween. Ha- happy Halloween. Um, get spooky out there. Stay safe. Um, yeah, I hear they're putting lots of stuff in candy, even though they're really not. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's always the thing that's they're always putting stuff in candy every year that's the that's a new big thing every yeah. year is to putting this, shit in your this candy. time they're it's rainbow fentanyl which is stupid they're not <laughs> um but yeah when they were putting razor blades in the candy they weren't when they were putting heroin in the <laughs> candy they weren't so stupid um um but like, yeah look i'm not gonna say that never no, happened it, it, like Especially after the stories of, oh, people put razor blades in the candy. There's definitely, like, at least a couple people that did that. Stay Um, safe, but don't fall into fear-mongering, is is all I'm really trying to say. start the satanic panic again. People are itching to, man. People want to go on a witch hunt. I'm kind of clamoring for a witch hunt. We need a good witch to hunt. 
Happy Halloween. Um, <laughs> if you're an American, celebrate Halloween. I know yeah. most places don't celebrate Halloween. Um, but we're fun. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Fire back. Spooky. I'm the invisible man, but you don't know. I'm an American werewolf in London. I'm a guild but man. I, but it's not a full moon. I'm a mummy. Mummies don't get enough love. Yeah, but they don't say uh, anything. I'm mummy. Uh, Tape arms. Pull. No, that's 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 Emperor's new group. I was going to do <laughs> Igor, but right, I said. Stop fucking recording. Hello and welcome to in No, you universe. can't be a vampire. I'm oh, a vampire. you're the okay. So I I'm can't vamp- be a vampire. Well, no, you can't be vampire Adam. We have vampire Andrew. Okay, right? well, what a. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.